Hello, hello, hello. This hello. is episode two of the Coach versus Fan podcast. Welcome, everyone. Uh, Abel, how are you doing, my friend? I am absolutely buzzing, mate. This is... Uh, I'm exhausted. I've been up since 6 a.m., but and here where we are, it's uh, nearly 11 o'clock, but I'm very excited about the topics we have to discuss today. That was the voice of your one host, Abel. This is the voice of the other host, Odi. And today, Ooh, yeah, we Adi. will be discussing a few things. We'll be discussing what are the expectations going into the start of a season from a coach's perspective, from a fan's perspective, uh, and any other perspective that we may find interesting. What are the impressions of the first Premier League game week? We just finished uh, the game week yesterday uh, with the conclusion of the United Man United versus Wolves game. And we'll be seeing what impressions we have on that. And finally, we'll be talking about the new rules and uh, that have been implemented across various leagues in Europe uh, and what the opinions are, what the reactions have been. There's some and exciting stuff happening across some leagues very, very exciting stuff. So, yeah, maybe a turning point in football, that last one. So, um, yeah, stay tuned. Definitely, definitely turning point in football for sure. Changes changes in the air, that's for sure. Oh, yes. Um, okay, before we get into all that, okay, let's first, just to close this whole topic once and for all, um, <laughs> Kane has gone to Bayern. Uh, yes, he has. So just to close off this this era and this all this, this topic that's really been uh, – and at the center of attention for quite a few years now. It's finally happened. So quickly, what do you think it means, number one, for Kane, and number two, for Spurs? Um, I should have worn black for this, actually, thinking about this question. Should have uh, come in mourning. <laughs> but um, no, personally, to answer your question, yeah, it's a big moment. It's a turning point. Um, I believe... A lot of people were like me and came, had accepted it a while ago that he was going to go. And there's no way that Levy would have let him go on a free. Uh, to be honest, Postacoglu came out in his uh, press conference and said so. He admitted it, that they were preparing for this. And they were very, 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 very well aware that this was going to happen. But from Kane's perspective, everybody goes like, why? Why did he go to Bayern? Like, he... He's um, not helping his legacy, moving to the Bundesliga. And, 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 but you know what? I, I really believe that, yes, he wanted a fresh start, absolutely. I don't think he minded where exactly, but he also is a Tottenham fan at heart. And maybe I'm trying to find the emotional side of it because I am a fan and Kane is probably the greatest Tottenham player that I've ever seen live. I have want to say that, Bayern was, of course, the only club to have uh, been accepted. And, you know, Kane, I don't think he had the heart to score against Tottenham. I'm going to be romantic about this. Um, of course, if he ended up in any other Premier League side, he would have, of course, done his job very, very well, as he did so in Tottenham. But, um, yeah, I think he wanted to do good by Tottenham overall. So what does this mean for Kane? I think he's going to go to Bayern. He's going to absolutely rock it, even though they lost 3-0 in the last <laughs> in the cup final against Leipzig, um, which I'm actually quite happy about because I could not have – it would have been very difficult to bear uh, if he had won a trophy literally within 24 hours of signing for a new club. <laughs> um, so, yeah, sorry, Kane. Um, but, yeah, I think um, – yeah, good luck. He's going to boss it. I really hope he wins the Champions League. This is the last thing I'll say about Kane. That, um, yeah, he deserves to have a trophy next to him. I think Tottenham, as a club, let him down. We should have built around him. Levy let it, let him down and let the fans down. So, yeah, wish him all. Yeah, really, really. I'm, I've sort of moved on, to be honest. So, yeah, he's not part of Tottenham. There's a new Tottenham. You sound like Postacoglu. Oh, we should do a pod about Postacoglu. He, I'm all in on Postacoglu. So the way for, he talks. I, yeah. yeah. Well, on Kane, I agree with, I definitely agree with that. I mean, first of all, it, no, I don't think any Spurs fan can say that he gave anything less than everything that he had for, yeah, for the club first time there. And I don't think anybody can blame him for going somewhere else and just having a different experience. I mean, at the end of the day, he's, just, he's a guy who just wants to have a, different experience in his career in football and challenge himself in a different way. And yes, of course, go to a club that maybe has 
won more trophies in, in historically and wants to be a part of that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and if the only thing that, you know, people will say is that he didn't, he didn't break the record. Right. Y- yeah. I mean, there's, yes, but, uh, he didn't break but the my, but my whole thing with that is that he'll just, he'll just come back to Spurs at the end of his career Ooh. and, uh, and break it. I don't think right? he will because that's, can he score 20 goals when he's 33? Can he can, like? Can he? Can he? Can he do the same thing he can when you're older? Your legs are going. We'll I see. mean, if he comes in, he stays for two, three seasons. Yeah, he can. He can. How many goals They're, is he off? How many goals away is he? I think like around forty, fifty. Oh come exactly. on, three three seasons. He's got that in the bag easily. Yeah, if he takes every single penalty. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> every single penalty. <laughs> That's I, what he's been doing anyway. That's what he's been doing anyway. I think he's, yeah. I think he's a, I think he's a clever enough player he can he can get he I can agree. get what I agree. yeah you know he can get 15 goals I agree you know 10, yeah Tottenham, it's a new Tottenham anyway, it's a new day for Tottenham good luck to him good uh, luck Adi Manetchi a lot of Arsenal fans are loving that like good riddance right but um yeah it is what it is Tottenham's going to be he was here before him Tottenham's going to be here after him and after all of us so that's nope. true. That's to quote the famous words of Alex Ferguson, no no one's bigger than the club nope. at the end of the day. Nope. David Beckham had to move on, okay, for very different reasons. <laughs> but uh, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, it's the same principle. It doesn't, uh, you know, Spurs is, is going to, of course, move on. They were there before, they'll be there after. All right. Okay. All right, let's go and into the topics. This is, this, this is a nice little ode of respect and uh, to Kane, but we got some... Bigger, bigger topics, even as a Tottenham fan. Okay, I'm go for it. I'm looking forward to it. All right. We had the first game week done. We had a long preseason. We had a long transfer. Well, transfer window still happening, but a lot of things have happened in the transfer window, especially in the last couple of days. So I'm going to ask you, it, when you're a coach um, and and you're heading into your – I really want you to put, put your, yourself in, in the shoes of a manager – uh-oh. Of a, yeah. <laughs> um, and you know what? I'm going to make it a little bit more difficult. Catch you a little bit off guard. As a manager who's just joined the club, a little bit like Postacoglu, what are you, what are you trying, to, what are your expectations on the start of the season? Of course, it comes down with the board, right? But we're talking more about tactically with the players. What are you trying to achieve with, with, with the team specifically as a coach at the beginning of a season? Well, I think first and foremost the um preseason, obviously the whatever the six weeks or however long they had in preseason, um, there's a number of things that you want to be in set but come the first game of the season. Right? The obvious things being fitness levels of the players. Right. Um and then okay, is fitness regardless, number one? Is fitness the first thing you you, you, you aim for? I think I I don't think that it, it's not I don't think it's first or second I think it's it's one of the things that you're that you're aiming for for sure uh 100% I mean you need to be fit match fit ready to be able to execute the uh the performance mm-hmm. come the first game of the season for sure um but along with that um if it's a if it's a new manager like you said coming in and uh um implementing some principles in terms of the style of play you want to you want to you want to implement in the team and making sure everybody's right. uh, understanding that and being able to to do it in a, in a game-like environment, right? So, i.e. preseason games. Uh, and, of course, with that, it comes fitness. I mean, training is never just isolated in any way. It's all the tactical and the physical is all together. Yeah. So you're achieving both um, because they're obviously linked. Different styles of play requires different style, different types of physical qualities, right, and physical capacities. Um. But then uh, perhaps the most important would be, especially for, I mean, any team, but especially for a, a new manager coming in is building the uh, sort of team spirit and the team camaraderie and um, building the relationships within the team so that they're ready to go and face a Premier League, which is ultra competitive uh, and being ready for the first game of the season. So there's definitely, if those those things are definitely a very important preseason. Um, and yeah, person individually building individual relationships as well with the players and building that trust, uh, so that they follow him into, you know, war on, uh, hmm. on day one, game one. Um, and, 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 and what about, 
So absolute fitness in a way, yeah, you're, you're confirming that it is the first sort of step because everything comes that so they can achieve and, and, and implement the game. The training, the training, I would say the, the training, training process, not necessarily the fitness, but the training process on the field, mm-hmm. um, which it, which encompasses. Yeah. I mean the, the product that you see at the end of the day, but of course fitness is, is a big part of that for sure. Okay. And, um, and then when the season starts, I mean, every manager wants to go for the win, right? That's that's a fact. You, I think managers are too crazy not to always go for the win somehow. Um, but is it, you know, personally, I think, uh, from your perspective, what, what are you looking for from that first game? You know, um, just to maybe help guide your thoughts. So, for instance, Postecoglou is uh, famous for, not that he doesn't care about the result, but he cares more, like for, he admitted as well, that he really wants to see them play the, the style that he wants to. He's, he really doesn't, not that he doesn't care about the result, but he really, that's more than anything, that, that he wants to see that being implemented. Um, I just, yeah, of course, I know about Postecoglou, but I'm sure every manager has something that, on that first game of the first, of a season, they want they're trying to see. Is it, yeah? So from your perspective, I mean, where, where what would you want to see? What, what is your, yeah, yeah? Definitely, you're trying. You want to see the if they're if they're implementing the way that he wants to play for sure, and who's taking on his his idea of the game on board. Um, I think uh, another thing is definitely him as a manager and him experiencing the first game official game in the Premier League and stepping out, you know, being in the technical area and just sort of understanding, you know, the feeling of it and everything. Of course it's football's football, right? It doesn't matter if you're in Australia or Japan or if you're, if you're here, but the league's different, the environment's different, right? So definitely uh, gauging that whole environment as well. Uh, And then in terms of the players, I think for sure seeing who, who responds to, you know, the the real game right because that's his first it's his him witnessing the players live for the first time in a premier league match right forget preseason and stuff yeah that's all great right. but seeing right, right. for sure who 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 acts how uh on a on, on the opening day probably tells him a lot about his players as well um and who how he needs to um manage each one each player going forward mm-hmm. probably uh, or for the next game or the next week or whatever um, yeah, I mean, uh, those are definitely, uh, and I mean, the list goes on obviously. Right. But, uh, um, but yeah, the, uh, and then I liked, I really liked as well in his, um, because obviously, you know, and like, you speak about a new manager, but if speaking about Postacoglu in particular, for example, you know, the Kane thing had just happened, what the day of, or the day before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then it's like, okay, he probably, he obviously knew ahead of time that he was not going to have came for the game. So he wasn't really depending on him at all. Um, but I just thought as well in his press conference, he handled it pretty well. Um, like when they, they asked him, uh, um, uh, the, the reporter asked him uh, if he's, how it, how it happens, how, how it goes with him giving a list to, to Daniel Levy or something. And he okay. said, uh, he was like, uh, he's like, um, he's like, you know, it's, it oh, it's, not really, it's not a list. It doesn't really yeah, work yeah, like a, that, mate. It's not a, it's not, it's not me it's telling not my, my wife to go, <laughs> no, it's not my wife going out to get some, uh, some, some eggs and bread for the kids. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, but it's interesting. So, go ahead. Sorry. Finish your point. Yeah. No. Go, so touching on just the press conference, press conference as well, tying that into the first game is because obviously that's his first press conference, obviously, right. First official press conference. Um, so obviously in that he's, and I think he handled it very well. Uh, yeah. I think he, you could, he, it, it was almost like he had been there before. So he, you know, he, he's, he's got the character, the personality, I think for sure to, to, uh, to be in those press conferences. He's definitely uh, feels, feels at home there for sure. So I think he My, handled that very well. And I think the, just to wrap up on that, he's, that, that is super important for a new manager is to come in and show that you're just, you're at home there and you belong in the press conference room right. or in the press room, right. And not coming and being, I forget who it was. Um, I think it was Ole Gunnar Solskjaer when he would, he would come in and he was, he was just like laughing and smiling and everything. Cause I guess, okay, different because he was a player in the Premier League. So he was familiar with the press and the press were familiar with him. So he had this sort of friendly, but 
I think, and then I think maybe a couple months after it was Ferguson who told him, don't smile so much in the, in the press conferences. And I would think in the same thing, I'm like, why are you smiling so much? What are you so happy about? Like, stop smiling. Like, get your, get your game face on. Yeah, like this, yeah, you're yeah. the you're the, you're, the, you're the manager. Stop being so so smiley and like yeah, we get it. You're a public is, character. Everybody media, loves you. It, Nobody the hates you. The media is not your friend. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Not. It's like come on, like put your game face on. Okay, you're speaking to these people who are trying to dig out any sort of uh, controversial statement they can out of you. Like stop. Yeah. Don't bef- befriend them or anything. Anyway, but yeah, go on. No, I was just going to say, it's interesting how some, um, the coach's expectations, um, while you were saying some of these, there are some that align, I think, from a fan's perspective, you know, I think you want your team to, especially when you, when you, you're behind a manager, like Tottenham fans are behind Postacoglu, I think Chelsea fans are behind Pochettino, as much as it hurts me to say, um, United fans, I think, are bought into Ten Hag's football, Liverpool, we know. Klopp, I mean, Klopp was going absolutely crazy this weekend. Um, I think phew, he was, um, Klopp, of, of course, wanted the win, but you could see he wanted them to play that heavy metal, Kerrigan pressing type of football. He was really animated. Or really as he animated. put it, as he put it in his press conference, he, 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 uh, declared or he, he, um, he named it, Liverpool FC reloaded is what he said. I, it, I think that's okay. Wow. That's then, then it really aligns. How interesting. I did not know that yet. And how easy, how it aligns, I think, just how he behaved and, and was driving his team. I mean, he really wants them this year to just be that Liverpool that they became well, famous for. Absolutely. Uh, he needs them to be. They did, uh, yeah, they did really, really badly. Um, okay, yeah. So, as, as so a, I think it aligns yeah. quite well. So as, as, think, as, a, as a fan, yeah. What 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 are the what are the main things that you're looking for? Like, you know, because you probably have a bunch of uncertainties about because you don't know what's you know you don't maybe don't know what to expect. I think what are the yeah. expectations of a fan going into the first game? I think for um, any any club, regardless any of what club. club to be honest, there's a big. I think there's a key difference between a fan and a coach's expectations. The coach, it, a new season for a fan is renewed hope. Hope starts from the beginning of being able to achieve different things. I'm not saying the coach doesn't, uh, coach can't hope and it's not a new start, but coaches always run on, what's the saying? It's They run on a limited time, right? Their time's always running out at some point potentially, right? So they always have to keep proving themselves. So it's not the same um, emotional um, renewal and positivity, I think that fans have. So for a fan, the season ends. It's horrible. If it's terrible, it's an end to it. But then you're sort of happy to finish it because the new season is going to start. Then you can start being um, positive and and have high expectations. So from that perspective, I think that's what fans everything's built on at the beginning of the season. I think you want to see your team. I think every everybody wants to see their. I, I watched. I watched a lot of the games this game week. Um, I watched a lot of the highlights of the games I didn't watch, and I know they were fresh because it just came out of preseason. But I mean, the effort that teams were playing at, the players were running nonstop of every all the games. I mean, really, all the games I watched, it was like they wanted to win that first game. Um, and I think that aligns with what the fan expects. What a fan expects because they want to see effort. I think most of all, they want to see effort. I think that's a base, irrelevant of what style of football they want to see them try, and yeah. um, I think that really came out in this first game week. Uh, yeah, and now, it also it also just goes to show that again, the Premier League is just you have every game you have to win, try and win every single game, or you have to you know get something out of every game because you know it can it can go bad very quickly and it's so difficult to catch up if you don't if you don't if you're not off to a good start yeah, so, yeah absolutely yeah it absolutely. just and you, like you say it it just shows from the first game immediately yeah yeah absolutely and so i think that's number 1 um and i think um we have this new i watched a, a tifo football a great other football um social channel um what really 
did a deep, interesting, uh, uh, deep dive into the craziness of, or his athletic interest. I, I apologize. I think it was athletic interest, but they did a, they did a deep dive on this transfer market craze that started with Fabrizio Romano and, and, I mean, that wasn't the case 15 years ago. You sort of wanted them to buy good players, but you didn't really care. Now, even I'm hooked on Twitter every day. I sort of want to see, (laughs) are we going to get anybody at Tottenham? And and I think that's another thing. Until the transfer window closes, you really want your teams to just strengthen and strengthen. And I think every every fan expects that until the end of the transfer window. Just continuous strength and illogical expectations of strength, you know? Um, For instance, again, I can only talk about Tottenham in a way as a fan, um, but I also other clubs, right? Like Tottenham has an absolutely massive squad because you don't have European football. You see Arsenal strengthening incredibly because they have a, a lot of football ahead of them. So they need a big squad. Um, so, but yeah, but irrelevant. I, you still want them to grow. You want them, oh, you still want a better left back, even though you just bought a left back. You, you, you want a better right back, even though you just bought a right back in January. So it's, um, it's it's crazy. Fans, I think, have crazy expectations sometimes because of the emotional connection. But yeah, yeah. I think the 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 fact that the that the transfer window is still open until the end of the the month is yeah that's uh, that's always a huge factor. Absolutely uh, for for managers as well. I mean, you know, because uh, you're not your your squad is not you know entirely stable because you know stability would be one thing that you that you would love to have. Uh, going into the first game, which I'm not saying you can't achieve it, but uh, you know you don't know if someone's going to come for one of your better players before the end of the season, right? Yes. Um, so there's always there's always that as well. I mean, obviously you don't look you don't pay too much attention to that because you're just you know you're just focused on the next game and that's it. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that definitely adds another element of. Uh, and I think things. that's and I think that's a nice segue. Um, and for those listening. We are going to talk outside things outside of the Premier League. Um, we just had only had the Coppa Italia. We have the Women's World Cup, which were the final um, team. The finals happening this weekend, uh, or yeah, I think it's this weekend. Was it Spain know. made it to their first? Uh, Spain's women's national Beat team made Sweden it to their first one. ever. I didn't know it was the whether it was their first ever World Cup. Final. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't know either. I thought, um, yeah, but isn't it crazy just, how some in some nations where the 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 men's team is maybe dominant, the women's team is not, and in where the, the women's the men's other countries where the men's team is horrible, like the United States, the women's team is like is historic. Yeah. No, obviously, yeah. they're not, they didn't do well this World Cup, but historically, the U.S. women's team is probably the most yeah. successful yeah. soccer nation. Right, don't which know, is crazy to think because it's just it's just crazy, and it just I don't know is that that's yeah that's just, there you go let's like write a, that down that's a topic for our next podcast let's look into yeah that's that. definitely something worth worth discussing because that's that's interesting and um yeah that might, I mean that has to be down to the to the s- culture of the sport in the country I mean well culture know, of the sport is, the investment if the if the male weird. if the male is so dominant if the male uh, men's sport is so dominant then then if all the usually. They all the money goes into it, right? Um, for instance, it's I don't know. Sure, I'm just a theory. It's a hypothesis. I'm not saying there's anything backing this up. But yeah, okay, interesting point. Let's uh, let's yeah, note yeah, that down, my friend. Yeah. Um, but yes, so good segue um, to our second point, which was about uh, the first Premier League game week. Uh, it's the only one that has started. Premier League famous for starting first and finishing <laughs> nearly last <laughs> because. And somehow they take and, no breaks. And yeah, and 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 the one that does not have a break during Christmas and <laughs> still managed to finish last. Somehow, that's well, last. No, I think all all the leagues finish. All the major leagues finish at the same. Yeah, I think on the, the same. Yeah, they the finish on the same game week, or maybe one week after something like that. Yeah, yeah it's within the seven days. But um, yes, but yeah, coach, what surprised you this first game week? What is the one that caught your eye? Um, I mean that's a tough one. I w- I mean I would my answer would be the the new rules implemented, but obviously we're going to get to that, so I won't I won't I'll try not to touch too much on that. But that would right. be the number one thing that took grab my attention of the game week, mm-hmm. uh, and across all the games, not just uh, you know here and there. It was con- it was consistent. It was uh, it was uh, on display in all the games. Um. Um. 
I did have a, I did have a, one thing that took me surprise. <laughs> now I've forgotten it. Um, coach, get it. Coach is getting old, guys. Coach is getting old. He's a, <laughs> he's an aging man. Hey, I'm 32. Jesus Christ, that's not a. That's no, old not, in football not, terms. Not right? quite there. Not quite it's, there yet. You're old in football terms. <laughs> oh, is it? You're you're an um, old man. You would be a, a so-called veteran in a football squad right now. <laughs> Um, but all right, you want me to start? Yeah, you, you go, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. It'll come to me. It will come to you. Let's hope so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let me start. So interestingly, in the the first uh, podcast we recorded, I mentioned the manager to watch was Eddie Howe at Newcastle. And, and I sat down on Saturday and I ignored my wife, and I ignored my baby, and I ignored my brother who's visiting from abroad. And I said, I'm going to watch after a long day of hanging out with them and being with them. So I'm not a terrible partner, husband, father, brother. I said, I'm going to watch Newcastle Aston Villa. And Newcastle absolutely destroyed Villa. Destroyed them. See, I don't, I don't actually think Villa played that badly. I and think Villa was, did not uh, play that badly. The first, I think the game at the beginning was a equal game and just somehow. Yeah, I think it kind of it, it got away from them. Uh yeah. I don't I I really don't think it's reflected of uh, of of uh, Villa's but level. it is reflect it but, is reflective but, of Newcastle. But to take nothing Take nothing away from Newcastle. Yes, exactly. Um, I Newcastle yes, I, I completely agree with you. Aston Villa just imploded. But I mean, you can only beat who's in front of you, and Newcastle absolutely with that killer instinct. I mean, damn, it hurts to say, but they are on form still from that high of last season. They, are, I think, wow, that really impressed me. I have to say, um, they could have taken their foot off the gas at three-one, and just kept going four-one, five-one. That Alexander Isak is a hell of a player. Um, that's a really good player, actually. I really, really like him. But uh, yeah, so Newcastle, impressed, very impressed. Uh, I about we talk a lot about Tottenham on this podcast, so I'll skip Tottenham um, for this one. But I was also in pre- um, Chelsea, Liverpool. Very interesting. We talked a little about Klopp, and I have to say, as also a as a Hungarian person, uh, I am half Hungarian. I was very sad to see Soboslai go to. Liverpool and not Tottenham because I really would thought it would be great at Tottenham, but he he that game was also a tale of two halves, and I thought that was very interesting how equal Liverpool and Chelsea looked um, in that game. Second half was mainly Chelsea. First half Liverpool played really well, and Soboslai is an absolutely beautiful X factor of a player for Liverpool. He's going to do great things for them. But um, yeah, um, I don't yeah. know. I, any any ones you want to add? I mean, for me, the I guess I don't know if surprise is the word, but what I was pleased, a pleasant surprise, let's say, or if I, I was pleased to see was was um, the teams of some of the new managers. So, for example, Pochettino, mm-hmm. uh how quickly their teams, because like we were saying before about uh, managers wanting to see their players take on their idea and be able to implement their the 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 game model let's say or the or the identity that they want to adopt for the season uh tottenham's tottenham you could see a completely different way of playing almost um with tottenham under postcoglu so i think that was very evident um so that's that's very good to see and it's and it's and it just shows again the what good coaching does um and how Absolutely. quickly they can they can produce um what it is that that they want on the field, um, and Pochettino as well, because uh, you know you just see a sort of a breath of fresh air with with Chelsea um, because they have not had a good they did not have a good season at all last season, and you know no. ever since homeboy from the US took over, uh, it's been a bit of a shambles to be honest, um, <laughs> oh, with all kinds of stuff. <laughs> really, do you want to do you want to call, us, back, call him making out? Making us Americans look bad. Give him a hat shout out. Was it? Is it Todd Bowley? Todd Bowley. Yeah. So I mean, but he know. just he just you know just a slight side note on Chelsea, they just 
completed three transfers in three days. They 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 just had a bid accepted. They just released the um, paid the release clause for Michael Olise from Crystal Palace. He's going to Chelsea. It's insane. It's ridiculous what's going on at Chelsea right now. Yeah, and well, he, I mean, he sort of came and splashed the cash as soon as he got into the club, right? He spent on, uh, 600 million last season and they did not, yeah. they're not stopping. They spent a hundred, they yeah. stole Kaiser out of Liverpool for 150 million. Uh, Michael Elisa for uh, 35. Who, they, who else? Who's the other big signing this summer? There's one more that I keep. Oh my Lord. I can't remember right now. But well, and they got more. was it Mudrick? They got when did they get him in January? Him or was it last season. summer? No, they got him last last season. It was one more last summer sign. or last Jan or in January. Uh, I I want to say summer. January wasn't. It? I, was, I think I want to oh, say yeah. summer. Okay, but yeah, they got Jackson. They pay, they paid a lot of money as well this season. But they doing this. They're taking a very interesting approach actually. Um, it would be great to yeah next another well, podcast his, theme where this how they're doing this long term contracts right. Just wanted to add that that they're doing this different strategy that nobody else is really doing. They're paying these, getting them under these huge contracts for Amor. Meanwhile, their managers are on eighteen-month contracts, (laughs) twelve-month contracts. (laughs) Chelsea will never change. But listen, I'm I'm going to try not to rant too much on this. But now that I don't know, I don't even know how he got brought up now. But I know I'm just I can't. Oh, I brought him up. (laughs) But (laughs) but honestly, just. The way these guys come in and think they they're gonna splash the cash and it's going to just immediately just turn into you know Wonderland for them is delusional and it just shows that the the lack of understanding that they have of of football and of the culture and everything and how and of the game and of the sport they just yeah. they just don't they just don't get it they don't get it and he yeah. was and he was uh oh I mean first of all he. He referred to it as a four four three, didn't he? Uh, no, wasn't he, that he, fielded, he fielded the twelve man squad when he asked his perfect team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, you know, aside apart from that, that's fine. You know, you don't have you don't have knowledge. You know, whatever or you or you your knowledge is not so high that you you know you make those mistakes. Fine, but yeah. to come out then and say like, what was it? The um, was it the, they were they played Real Madrid in the in the Champions League, and the, what was it, the round of was it the quarterfinals or the semifinals? I think it was, it was around sixteen quarterfinals, yeah. And he came out. He came out and he said, uh, "Well, like the night before the game, right?" He came out and he said, "Three uh, 0 three 0 to Chelsea for for the away leg for the away game." And it was just like, "What are you talking about?" Like, first of all, you should just know if you're if you're if you're uh, if you're in competitive sports at all, you should just know that that's just gonna. That's just going to uh, to spur on the opposition, especially yeah. a club like Real Madrid. You think that's going to what get in their heads? That's only, you no. know, that's just that's only going to motivate them. I mean, it's just it's just so ridiculous. That is that is definitely a topic of, and I, I'm yeah, I'm going to call it out: American ownership of <laughs> football clubs. It's it's uh, because the 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 um, oh my god, the what's the league? The one that they try to sign up to the the Super League. Super League, that was driven from the American owners of Liverpool and United. <laughs> they wanted to create a a American styled league where there's no relegation, right? So, um, absolutely, also another topic for another podcast. Yeah. Right, we're getting a lot of content ideas coming out and being inspired from this one. But that is definitely a, you're absolutely right. Hit the nail. They they come in with this. Uh, yeah, they come with this idea that they can implement the same way of thinking, initiative, root of actions in America. <laughs> I won't swear. We're gonna come. We're gonna come huh? Said, I was about to say America. F yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they but, come in trying to yeah Americanize or put their American touch on the uh, oh yeah on the European game. It doesn't work, buddy. No. It doesn't work. Take it from me. I'm I'm from both sides of the pond, mate, and it doesn't work. <laughs> Get your head out of your. <laughs> leave that for leave that for the psychology podcast. Study. We'll we'll go deeper into that psychology podcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, if you Final. don't have anything else on that, then it would go. This is this perfect is, segue into. Oh yes. The new rules, VAR decisions uh, across the across the the leagues. Um. So, which one do you? What do you want to start with? I was gonna. I'm gonna throw it back at you. I'm gonna throw it back at you. Do you want, as a coach, tell me the? By the way, quick, quick stat. By the way, before we move on for the first 
game of we should the do stat. We should do a stat, stat, stat breaks. I've got my stats right here, man. Oh, I'm about to hit, hit, hit us up. Stat you up, buddy. <laughs> All right, that's your stat you up. That's our merch. That's our first merch. We're gonna call it stat you up. Man United unbeaten in the last 31 matches in all competitions. Wow. Not not bad. Or was it home? Was it is it home games or was it all matches? You're supposed to 31? know these stats. What are you doing? I, I have I have written down last 31 matches in all competitions. So I'm going to stick with that because I trust okay. that I wrote it down correctly. Don't add Comor away. Just but it just sounds now it just sounds too good to be true. So now I'm thinking he's at home. <laughs> but uh yeah. But impressive, okay. Impressive, so yeah, you know, it's something to uh, at least um, keep in mind going forward. Um, okay, yeah, go ahead. So are you going to throw it back at me? What were you going to say? I was going to say for the new rules, initiatives implemented, um, we're not going to go into the details of the rules. You can Everybody can find them out what they want, but what are the ones that I think? The IFAB laws, by the way, guys. You go. You should. Everybody should read the laws, by the way, because there's a lot of talk about um, – decisions and everything and how they all everything works first you need to look at the law right and actually and the, that's what they call them by the way laws of the game i'm not saying you know like laws <laughs> and the law but the laws of the game which is the rules of the game fear of the law right <laughs> people should people should f- review them before they go and they start making judgments on refereeing decisions and everything and i'm not saying i'm, I'm saying i'm not saying referees are right i'm not saying any decision was right or wrong or anything like that i'm just saying you know, have the information at hand, the facts, and then we can, and then you can go and draw an opinion from it rather than, you know, saying it was right or wrong, but you haven't even read the rule yet. So back to the point, what are the rules that have, or laws of the game to be very precise, the ones that caught your eye either. Well, I was, I was reading, sorry, go ahead finish. No, 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 you got my, I was reading, I was reading what the, all the laws that, uh, for in, in IFAB, the, all the yep. laws that were that were have been edited and have been changed. Uh, there's quite a few, which you know we don't even really pay attention to. Or we're not even aware of. Yep. You know? yep. So I won't go. I'm not going to go and talk about all of them. But definitely the ones that were visible uh, and evident in the during the first game week was definitely obviously the added time, the added injury time. I love that. I love that. All right, well, should we, more football. One, should we take it one by one, or should should we go down the list and then circle? No, back go down the one? list. I'm just I'm, I'm just gonna give. My okay, added added time, added injury time, the extra added injury time. Love um, that. Booking for time wasting. Okay, adore that. Um, booking, booking to players or ra- or or coaches for aggression towards the refs. Incredible. Okay. Uh, and there's only you're only allowed one one coaching one um, one member of the coaching staff in the technical technical area now, which apparently Ooh. has which apparently apparently that was the rule already, but now they're actually enforcing it apparently. Um, okay. So yeah, those are the those are the main ones that caught my. I don't know if I if if you saw any other ones. No, but we can we can just quickly have a word on those because I can see where those those enforcements and and rules have come from. Let me start my hypothesis for having only one uh, staff member in the in the technical area. It's from all the fights I keep breaking out <laughs> between between coaching staff. We had quite a few last year, so interesting. Honestly, and, and I I, I want to say it's one. I, I I had at first I at first I was I thought I was under the impression that it was the manager plus one other one, but now I I saw something else that says it was just it's just one. So uh, it's one. It's one or the other. Uh, so yeah, irrelevant. I think that's. I think they wanted. I think they required a few, the constitutional, the the <laughs> the Zerbi, Tottenham again. Loads of I think, um, yeah, arguments that happen on, on those touchlines. So I think that's that's why they're enforcing that. The rule for extra time. I love that because. I just read from that that actually I never thought though it makes complete sense actually all these marginal moments of when the ball right, goes so, out so so let's focus let's focus on one at a time so let's let's take the added time one first so, uh, the added time yes so the added time uh, it so just you're, for it. you're for absolutely it absolutely for it because when I read I, I also going to drop you a stat that actually the 
ball the ball is in, what is in play for around what 60 minutes out of the 90 or something crazy like that Mate, so, did you what are you do you hack my phone or something you you taking my stats from me now because your jail's just because I'm now I said I was gonna stat you up now you're gonna no, stat me up no you're gonna least, stat I, me I, up? At least, no I'm gonna <laughs> stat you up right back stat 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 <laughs> all right it's actually so right. I have I have I have about 55 is what it says. 55, but right? 55 to 60, something like that, apparently, yes. But that was that's incredible. That There was only 60 minutes of football actually played. So I, it was I, the first time I, I think most people experienced it was at the World Cup because that was implemented in the World Cup. And that's when I looked into it and I, I, I read that stat. And I think that's great. I think that's absolutely great. That means more football for us. It's more fair. It's fairer. But wait, um, 50, 55 was is before the rule. Yeah, but now it what hits maybe let's say well, ten no, minutes per around ten minutes per half. So that adds. No, but the thing is, the thing 19. is now it's now it's. Um, I think now it's a bit more, but it's, but, so like the overall playing time now is more closer to maybe sixty or what, or maybe a little bit above sixty, but also, in relation to the, to the entire entire duration of the game, mm-hmm. which is now let's say. 100 minutes or more probably 105 it's percentage wise it's still about the same but yes okay. the, 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 yeah. the actual the actual time itself the actual time itself is uh is i think more, i yes. think i think this will also change the game a tiny bit i think we'll, we'll find its balance i think time wasting won't be as i think evident because they'll be like okay you want to time waste time waste hang, on, you want, hang, hang on hang before we move on to time wasting because there's also sorry more what I mean sorry be, be very precise again time wasting I mean when when because this rule of added time also counts for if you're on the there's an injury on the floor right and the suddenly that's added onto the, the half so the, so apparently the the new the new uh they're now adding time for like what they're what they're now adding time for that was not added on for before is one of them is is uh is goal celebrations apparently they weren't adding time on for goal oh, celebrations really? before Ooh. now for goal celebrations they're taking they're adding the time great on. so that's Love one that. thing yeah and then any other anything that causes a delay in play yes like uh, it's like just it's, i think i think this rule to, to move on to the other rule, i think this rule is just logical i think this rule is just purely great logic okay so let me let me let me say so i i i'm all for adding on uh, adding on time right but a few things that we have to be aware of. Number one is that, yeah, okay, we all get to uh, sit at home and watch uh, more footy on the television. But meanwhile, the players who are actually playing these minutes are uh, are having more physical load on them, which is in turn not good for their for their well being. Well, they should have spent half an hour more, celebrating. Perhaps more injuries. They? Perhaps more injuries. <laughs> They shouldn't. They shouldn't be time wasting and rolling across the floor and being. Little, yeah, I'm sure that ten minutes on each half being is from the, so is from being, the just being one lead one goal and liars about fouls. So maybe they just need to. But here's the thing. But here's the thing. And just so, play the game. But so here's the thing. I'm all for the the added time, right? As long as we're also trying to um, still keep. We're still we're, we're still trying to uh, keep the game as continuous as possible. Right, so that we're not there's not as many interruptions. So, for example, that's why I'm also for the booking for time wasting because that is going to have less or shorter interruptions in the game, right? Because there won't be as much time wasting, yeah. so we'll have more time to play, right? So that's that ties into that. So I'm 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 happy with that. Um, but also, just to put it in a bit of perspective, uh, data journalist Mark Thompson, I have no idea who that is. Uh, he looked at some <laughs> data from historical games from Pele, Maradona, Johan Cruyff, and he confirmed that the average of 55 minutes was also the same back then. So it hasn't really changed, apparently. But I think it sh- we're in a place where we should yeah. be look to be better back than back then, uh, which, means, which means more minutes. So yes, we have to look after the well-being of the players too as well, because it's one thing to add on minutes, but when you're also adding on more games per season, right? You know, as then, a then fan, it just becomes, then it just screw becomes, that. They get paid a lot of money. As a coach, don't care. Screw you. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't I screw. Don't, don't don't screw the fans. Fans, we love you. But <laughs> no, now you now you want now you want. But to listen. But yeah, okay, but, this, but no, but you're this, right. You're right. Ultimately, to be logical. But for me, it comes down to this. You, it is in everyone's favor for to look after the well-being of the players, and the reason why is because if the players are fit and healthier and are able to perform better, 
then you have a better product on the field. And that's what that's better for the fans. That's better for the players. It's better for the coaches. It's better for the leagues. It's better for the TV. That's better for everyone. So yep. you should be looking after the well-being of the players. Long-term, you have to have the foresight that long-term that it's good for down the road. And then you can figure out how to how to uh, add Make games and add all this. Right. But first and foremost, we have to look after the players. Now, if you're gonna if you're gonna increase the sizes of the squads and make allow for more substitutions and that kind of stuff to to mitigate that, and you can and then balance it out, then that's a different way to go, and that's that's not bad because that also provides more opportunities for for mm-hmm. more players, right? So that's that's okay. But you know, there has to be it has to be with with the goal in mind to ha- of having the the best quality product on the field. You can see here, ladies and gentlemen, that our lovely coach here is very passionate about this topic. He cares about his players, just runs them to death in training. But all right, moving on. So uh, we have a couple of topics, and we don't want to go overboard, but there was one more that you said, aggression towards ref. Yes, Klopp, finally, you can't scream in a ref's face and not get booked so screw you you get what you deserve try that this year mate and let's you get sent off a couple of times because you should have been sent off a bunch of times at your time in liverpool hate me if you want i don't care he deserves should have been sent off that really pissed me off actually uh how easily it was let go um, because he's clop and people think he's being like discriminated against and picked on from the from the referees, but he acts like a complete child. Anyway, so yeah, deserves it. Great law, love it. Try to scream at the ref or Arteta making fun of the referee. Ridiculous, should not be allowed. Anyway, but VAR. We need to talk about VAR a little bit because hang on, hang on, very quickly on that, very very quickly. So uh, I'm for that as well because I want again less interruptions and I want the I want to be able to allow the referees to do their job. But what I'm not in favor of is that rule. So you're punishing people for for being aggressive towards the ref. But at the same time, the refs are not held accountable for the, some terrible decisions that are made, including the people in the VAR, the refs in the VAR room, well, including the ones on the field. So hang on. So I can make terrible decisions, and then you come and you complain to me, and oh, yellow card. You know, what is this? Now, no, now what are we doing? How much are aggression. we? How much are we? Okay, but I'm, what I'm saying is that the the holistic view of the of of the referee's role and the referee's job, right? Is also accountability as a part of that. So yes, of course. But this is what we're going to discuss in our next topic. Protect the refs and and when we say aggression, by the way, guys, we're talking about we're not talking about nobody's going out and you know stabbing, doing (laughs) physical to the refs, right? Spitting in his face. It's more more verbal and putting pressure on the referees to give to give yellow cards to players and things like that. And you know that that kind of aggression towards towards influencing the referee's decision for the game. But but yeah. But at the same time, we need to hold the refs accountable as well. So we can't speak. We can't be. We can't raise our voice to you. And at the same. But at the same time, you're not gonna. This is our topic. You're not gonna give a penalty for uh, what's whoever it was pulling Cucurella's hair. From in the box last season. Look at look, guys. This is exactly what aggression looks like. He would, Audi would have been booked three times by now for talking to a ref like this. If this was the case, he would have gotten you know, a yellow you know, card, a people, yellow card, a red people, card, and a green card. If people, if people just listen to the words, you know, and just uh, use their logic instead, then maybe we'll get somewhere. Be so offended. But you touch upon the next topic, which is VAR decisions and holding referees accountable, because for those who saw. Onana got away with an absolutely murderous exit from his goal. For those who haven't seen it, there was a cross-in from a Wolves player. The Wolves uh, player in the box headed it, got to the ball first, and Onana came out trying to get the ball, just completely crashed into him, bulldozed him in the air. Penalty was not given for those who haven't seen it. That is crazy. And just before you say something, you say about holding accountables. I read this morning that the those group of referees are not going to be officiating any Premier League game this weekend. That is, I I, I like that. I have to say that's that's inc- impressive. They came out and stated that okay, that was such a big mistake. Which publicly, group of referees that that uh, officiated United? They the um they already announced today, not even a day as in, late. As in the four referees on the field. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. But what about the guys in the in VAR who didn't tell him to go? I don't. I don't it? know about that. I just saw on Sky Sports saying that the group of referees officiating the game, uh, who officiated the game, will not be uh, officiating any game this coming weekend. Well, for me, that 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 this that one, the Anana one, if any, the ones who are supposed to be held accountable are the the ones in the VAR room. Well, I don't know. Yeah, you're the right. Referee, you're, yes, yes, can, you're right. You're the referee right. can miss things. That's what we have VR for. Yes, but, VR but, for is but, for if the, if the ref misses something I, on the field, he can come back and do buddy, it. Buddy, that was unmissable. That was unmissable. That was not. It, that, you, okay, you, that if was it's unmissable. unmissable for the ref on the field, then what is it for the people in the VAR? Room? I agree. So I'm, and I'm unmissable times ten. Unmissable times ten. Un, yes, not unmissable times they, ten. Yes, agree uh, with you. But okay, that's why so all of them should be. All of them, but see, be. On, but see, on the surface, on the head, the headline is going to say, "Oh, group uh, refereeing uh, team not uh, in in for this game week." Meanwhile, and I don't know, I don't know this article that you're talking about. So, I if it's not if it's only for the referees on the field, and there's no repercussions for the for the uh, for the ones in the VR room, then that is there is no accountability. This there, touches and also another point, and we talk. This also included in, this, in our last point. We we talked today what other leagues are doing, and you're absolutely right because. This is what's something I think the FA, and that's a terrible action in the Premier League. Um, I think the inspiration came from rugby, where in rugby, for those who don't know, um, I'm sure a lot of people do know, but for those who don't know, in rugby, uh, the referee uh, has a microphone and you can absolutely hear their, the conversations he's he or she are having when they're officiating the game. So you're fully understanding of their logic of a, of a, uh, of a call um, an officiating call, and in France and in Ligue 1, Ligue 1 <laughs> um, <laughs> they actually implemented it this year. So now you will be able to hear the conversations that the referee on the field is having with VAR. And actually, the example I sent to you was of a game. The referee calls a penalty. That she, you see, actually, a defending player saying it was such a light touch that it's impossible that that's a penalty. Get the VAR to check, and actually, the VAR you can hear him say, "Ref, you should go check that out because it looks very, very uh, the touch looks very, very mild." And he goes and looks it on the pitch side monitor, and he actually recalls the decision. That is incredible. That, that that's great. That so. That's a problem. I think that's lacking in the Premier League, and I understand why they don't do it. I've thought about this many, many times. I've thought this deep as to why they're not, why they're not releasing these conversations. They, I think they believe that it protects them. I think it, 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 they, they believe it protects them and defends them from even more scrutiny. Versus, I think if you allow people to understand, I think people can't are more appreciative of a human error. Protects who? I, I think that's they have this flawed logic. I think the referee association but, believes that if they don't release, if that by not releasing the conversations, they're not opening up the the referees for more scrutiny and more abuse and so on. That's I I think that's that's one of their that has to be one of their thinking as to why they're not releasing the conversations. Why why would they why would they not release it otherwise? Yeah, no, I I agree that that's probably why. But I'm what I'm saying is that I I think. That one, that conversation that with the uh, the one that and what was it La Liga or Liga the one with the, the uh, it was Liga, Liga French it was Liga, League yeah in the in the French League so I don't know if you remember the the Twitter um, profile people can go look at it but the that particular one was the conversation I mean the conversation was it was great to be able to hear the conversation because it just gives everybody everybody understands exactly what's being said and what the context is and everything uh, and the thinking behind the decision-making. Um, but the, but again, the accountability goes on the, on the VAR because it's the VAR who's going to tell him to go review it or not. Right. Cause he, yeah, the ref but, wasn't wrong in saying that he pulled him. Right. But it was a matter of, was it enough of a pull for it to be a penalty? And that's not, that's all that that's where you need VAR to come in. I, I so agree. it's, I agree. Yeah. And, I and, think, the, and fair play to them, fair play to them having the, the VAR, uh, on mic as well and yes. on video showing yes. saying exactly what 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 their decision is so i think it's yeah i, I think, think i think i think that's great i mean i think that's great i i would love to see that implemented uh, across football because i think you know what ruined what var ruined for me it's slightly comedic but before var it was you know uh oh ferguson's influence over the referees um 
you oh the referees you would you would say these silly things as a fan you know oh they bought the game they bribed the referee but you didn't really believe it you knew it was just pure human error when or just idiocy or whatever you want to call it right when a yeah. referee didn't I mean, make the, the right honestly, decision honestly there there are there are there are very few cases that i don't i don't see there's no that there's no there's no excuse for it and that i can't even put it down to human idiocy or i can only put it down to deliberately ignoring it for whatever reason i don't know why yeah. and i the one that i mentioned before it was last season when it was spurs chelsea and this and i don't remember what spurs player it was but pulled Romero pulled I mean, Cucurella's <laughs> hair is very big. He has a big, huge fro. Okay, there you can't miss it, right? We saw it. He was from just trying at to home. He, he pulled his entire weave, his whole hair, his whole head, <laughs> and pulled him down to the ground and slammed him on his back. That and and they reviewed it. And no, I don't even know if they reviewed it. But, that was a stroke but, of love. That's how they show love in Argentina. See, that that is not that is not that is not idiot. That's not human idiocy. That there's no way you can look at that and mistake it for not being a penalty. You just can't do it. So you're for some reason you're ignoring that. I don't know why. And that that is ridiculous. I don't know if they came out it's and said anything they, after they that. understand culture. That, that is inexcusable. That's inexcusable. That one is that 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 one I I cannot I can't wrap my head around honestly. Um, so, and I'm all, and I, you've heard me protect referees just now and everything, but you know, uh, that's just inexcusable. inexcusable. It's not, it's, there's but no way that you can, I, you can get away with that. I think we and just, by the to, way, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I just want to say you're absolutely right. Inexcusable. But I think just as coaches and fans, we need to accept, I miss the, I miss the part. I miss human error in the game in terms of refereeing. I really do because now you say, "Oh, and rightly so." You're going, "Well, wait a minute. Why isn't VR looking at this?" Right? And it just and then when it, this is like with the Romero and, and Cucurella one, or so many other instances, you just don't understand how. And again, they don't back it up with any form of communication, public communication post post game. There's nothing. So it's sort of it doesn't work. If you when they brought VR, I think they should have understood that people you're gonna people are going to want answers and they're not providing those answers. So it's in a way it's halfway. Either you go back or you, you don't, it's not going to go back obviously, but either your choice is to go back and you don't have to give, uh, explain yourself. But now with VAR, when you're missing such clear instances of <laughs> craziness, you have to answer. You have to, you have to, you absolutely have to. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know if they, if they, for the Cucurella one, for example, I don't know if they came out and said anything after it. I can't remember. But, but just, sorry, you know, John Moss admitted to the Wolves manager that it was a penalty. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I did. I did see that. Yeah. I was about to, I was about to say that now as well. He was like, yeah. Oh he admitted he was it holding his head. Poor guy. No, no, no. Yeah. PGMOL's John Moss spoke to him, uh, spoke to Gary O'Neill after the game, has admitted the Wolves should have had a penalty and it was a clear and obvious error. So going oh back, God. who does it fall on? It's VAR. VAR is the one who's who's responsible for determining whether or not it was a clear the obvious error. So the so ref just threw his colleagues under the bus. The ref just literally see, just threw VAR under the bus. And this is exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> this is exactly what I'm saying. So are the, what's happening to the guys in the in the VAR room? Uh, divide and, and not conquer. to mention they not to mention they got. Did you not? Did you see the um the 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 whole training facility that the VAR uh, refs have now? No. Oh my god! It's like state of the art. Like Premier League clubs don't even have this. Uh, well, they do, but you know, Championship clubs probably don't even have this. Uh, this type of setup. I mean, well, they probably do as well, to be honest. But <laughs> no, no, honestly, it's 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 ridiculous. Go look up the VAR training center, the new one uh, that they that they have. They had um, Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher. Oh, okay. I, I wanted to watch going it. in. Uh, what's his name? Um, the overlap. What's the ref's name. Oh, I don't know the, if it was your rap. I just saw a clip. With, with, um, what's the ref's name? The bold ref. <laughs> All of them were bald, Odie. The one, the one, uh, <laughs> the one who loved Man United. Howard, United, Howard Webb. Howard Webb. Howard, Howard Webb was giving them a tour. It was well done, story. memory. Anyways, I'm impressed with myself. All right. So, anyways, yeah. You know, it, all I'm gonna say is you you oh, you have all this training facility now. You got no excuse now, mate. You guys are in the game now. You've got all this training facility. You probably you you know if you need to get paid more, fine, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but you need to be held accountable, and it, especially the people in the VAR who are up in the room, uh, just comfortable in their chairs, you know, behind the 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 walls, making the where the little iced the coffee, Ridic- ridiculous, and the little pitayiros under the table, where they can have a bite to eat. But yes. <laughs> 
um, yeah, okay. But I think I think I think this VR is always going to be an emotional topic. I think it's a game about winning. It's a game of mistakes, small margins. Also, back to the thing you love—the human error. I would rather have the right decision. To be honest, no, especially I would also. We, I would, if we, especially if we're if we're using a technology that claims to be able to do it. Yes, and and, and again, but, the instances where instances where the technology is able to identify the right error, and we're st- and it's still not happening. That that's what I have a problem with. I can I can I can the very subjective calls. I can I can give. Uh, I can give the benefit of the doubt to the ref on the field and to the and to the VR room, but the ones that are not, you have the technology, you have this entire setup to to make these calls, and you still get it wrong. That does, that's inexcusable. And I and I want to see. I agree with you. I agree with you. But it's just ha- we're halfway. It's not. It's not a fully completed process, and it's not fully how it used to be when it used to be just you couldn't argue yeah, but sure sure but but i'm not talking about things that are unrealistic today i'm talking about things with the technology you do have and the and yeah the process that so they have to place, take that next step the process forward. They have is to. in place yeah well no you have to you have to get first you have to get right the ones that you that you're able to get right and that you're capable of getting right yeah but when you don't get it right you have to have that's my saying when you don't get something right you have to have that accountability that you were saying exactly. earlier to come back and state why you made that decision the way you did. And if you're not yes. going to do it, then yes, we want transparency as fans over that game. Tell me, and, and yeah. you know what? At least I can, you might be completely wrong in your logic on the field when you're coming in that moment, but I'll, at least I know how you've thought. I know how you've approached the topic. And you know, you say, hey, I can go back to say, hey, Howard Webb, ex Howard Webb, whatever, John Moss. You've thought, people can go, you've thought about it the wrong way, actually. So you can have a discussion about it versus just sitting here fuming, not getting any answers. And you know what? Being disillusioned with the game slowly, slowly about how it's being played. Yeah. But um, yeah, VR yeah. is always going to be a sensitive topic. I th- I'm sure we're going to discuss this a lot more this season. We're going to have some crazy convers- um, controversial calls if it's it's not going to stop. Uh, yeah. We'll see as well. So- Back on the on, just on the on all these new rules and everything uh, and all that, obviously all the all the managers as well were asked about all of them, you know, in their in their pre match press conferences about all the rules being implemented. Yeah, and uh, I mean we know this from before, but Guardiola um, emphasized it uh, that no players or management coaches are involved in any of the rule changing decisions, which is. I don't know about players, you know, players should be consulted. Sure. I think, um, but to not have the managers and the coaches who are literally your experts of the game involved in these decisions oh, and they yes. and it is literally their job. It is literally their job to make sure that players are fit to be able to, to be able to perform at the highest level for an entire season. And you don't have these people <laughs> uh, involved in any of the decision-making or consulting them in any way. That's, that's ridiculous. And that says a lot as well. Yeah, and I think you should have a fan of each team there arguing the case of each other in the VAR room. Give them that intensity that the ref is feeling on the pitch as well. They're too comfortable in that VAR room, right? Sitting there, you said, in their ergonomic chairs, in their perfectly climatized room. Get a fan from each team swearing at them, telling them how their a mother looks. Just a fan from each team in the VAR in room. In the VAR room, screaming at them <laughs> while at the same time. Let's see. Let's put these guys under pressure. That's what I think. Let's put these under pressure. You, you know, we feel so. We, we like to say a lot of nice things to the referees on the pitch. Let's put the, let's get the VR arms under this pressure. Let's see how they crack on. They're already making mistakes in, the, in the perfect environment. Put the, put a fan in there, swearing at them and the, on, spitting on the back. Yeah, you know, head. sometimes the, the lack of pressure is not good for you. You know, no, no, I I agree. Right. Anyway, maybe one day, maybe one day. Yeah. So, coach. <laughs> This was it. Second episode. Yeah. I think we went over the topics. It was quite interesting, actually. I was waiting for this last one. I have to say, this was the one I was... Uh, and I still feel we could have gone deeper, and we will go deeper. I think we'll touch this. Oh, we this could go on for hours, but, yeah. you know, this, uh, I think I think we've got we've to gotta wrap it up. We've got to wrap it up. People are going to get tired of hearing us. Continue it. Continue <laughs> it for next time. Absolutely. Um, so... Let's go. See, episode two finished. Thank you very much for listening to the coach versus fan. Uh, it will get it will get rileier as the season goes on. We're gonna have some nice arguments. 
Uh, I promise you, we usually do anyway. And uh, Ari, you should uh, do a bit better in fantasy, mate. You're a coach. That's what I'm going to finish up. Fantasy football. I'm not, I'm not playing fantasy. You're not? You're not? Why not? I'm not. Do you see me in any of your leagues? That's that's a nice. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not who, who was I'm not that? Playing fantasy this season. Why are you First not playing all, fantasy? Okay, well, one with one more thing. Couple, we need to finish this. A couple of right? reasons. A couple of reasons. Number one, um, I only mm. I, I will only play the draft from now on. I won't play the the traditional Ooh, Premier League uh, okay. fantasy one because I don't like the fact that you can just get have exactly the same team as someone else. I like it when there's one player. I agree with uh, that. One of each player. So draft system all the way. Um, and because uh, well done, I don't America. Live in fantasy land, I live in uh, I live here on Earth. And uh, if you'd like to join oh, me, oh no, sometime, you're not in this league. That's true. I'm not, to be honest, I'm, I'm uh, to be honest, I'm, I'm a, I'm a young fantasy. father. I'm a young father who's sleepless. This me changing my team. It's not gonna happen every week. I'm just whispering that for people in that league. It wouldn't yeah. matter anyway, because it's fantasy. <laughs> you'd still lose. Hey, mate, I'm fifth. Out of seven. But all right. <laughs> so thank you, everybody, for listening to Coach versus Fan. We'll be back in a week's time. And, uh, yeah, if you like it, give it a like. Subscribe. Follow. Comment. Tell us how you think. Tell us what you think. Tell us why you think that way. Tell us if you agree with any of our points. Tell us if you don't. Just don't swear. Be nice. We respect for community here. That's what we're trying to do. Um, and, uh, yeah, have a great evening. Thank you, guys. Uh, until next time. Bye.